Ulterior motive, that is to say, to improve your mind, to improve your character, to be more efficient in life. You've got your eye on the future and you are not meditating. Because the future is a concept. It doesn't exist. As the proverb says, tomorrow never comes. I don't know, it's a weird one. You know, it's really a weird one to think about tomorrow and yesterday versus where we are at right now. Let's take three particular concepts that are just incredibly, incredibly difficult to deal with. There's the past, which for me is probably the most difficult to deal with. There's the future, which for me is most difficult to deal with. And then there's the present. And how much percentage of time should you be spending in the past, in the future, and in the present? Ideally, in a perfect world, for me, I would spend 0.0001% of my thought in the, pre in, in, in the future. Like, as Alan Watts, by the way, Oak Meditation app from Kevin Rose and team is just a fantastic, fantastic piece of software. It's a fantastic piece of software, and it's just been a joy seeing all of them put it together over all of these many months and doing it in a very public way. So kudos to Kevin Rose. That recording was from Alan Watts that comes from the meditation app Oak, which is free by the way. And there are wisdom parts, there are meditation parts, there are learning and breathing. Like it's good. Like it's legit and it's wonderful. So back to percentages, how much percentage of time should I be spending in the future? Ideally, not a whole lot. There is something to be said about planning. There's absolutely something to be said about planning. I am definitely a planner, sometimes too much. Sometimes I need things to go the way I think they're going to go one year from now, two years from now, five or 10 years from now. And when they don't go that way, I create this sense of unsatisfactoriness for myself. So ideally, that's zero. How much time should I be spending in the past? Man, it's a tough one. Like my degree in university is history, culture, economics, language of Southeast Asia, particularly Vietnam. I had to speak Vietnamese in order to graduate. I had to come here. I had to learn the history. I had to learn what Vietnam is today now, like what it is now. And the only way that I was ever able to get there was to understand what the past was. So as a historian, I say to myself, well, 10 to 20% would be nice to give myself to the past in order to understand where we are now. The civil rights movement of the 1960s, like suffrage, the suffrage act, like women voting rights in 1920s in the United States the Vietnam War, or the American Wars, they call it. Like all of these things that have happened in the past that have led us up to now. Those ruminations on the past, not only in the world, but also my personal life, are very, very important. They're important. But when you start getting a little bit too, too, too latched onto it, it becomes tough, man. And like the last week, the last couple of days, Man, I've been at like a 70 or 80% of like the past. Just all these old weird stuff like, you know, just just shadows cast over the present from the past. It's really been at high alert. 
in the in this last week and I've had to kind of go back to breathing I've had to go back to really really recentering myself and I'm not completely there yet man I'm probably going to need like another week or two just to get myself back in order so I can focus 90-95% of my efforts into now, into right now, into handling what needs to get done right now. It is a weird one though, man. It's a weird one. When you think about how much percentage you divvy up between what happened, what's happening right now, like right now, right now, right now, and what's going to happen, sometimes you gotta audit that stuff, man like a really, really honest, strong audit. Because right now my past level is like, it's too high. It's too high. I need the present to be, to be much, much higher than it is right now.